Hello, it's John Tom. Welcome to Not A Problem. This is episode two of season one of my Not A Problem podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in on this wonderful June 4th Thursday. I am going to address my perspective on the race question. I'm mixed. I'm half Asian, half white, and I've grown up with a complexion that begs the question, where are you from? Everyone looks at me and cocks their head sideways because they can't really figure out where I'm from. Some days the light strikes my face and I look Brazilian. On other days, I look Italian. Yet on other days, I've been called Russian. So really, just give me a passport and I'm there, man. But more specifically and more seriously, um, with the recent events of the series of unfortunate events around black victims in the United States that have been wrongfully targeted by cops and law enforcement. That education system in those families, not all of them, is fractured. You can't blame George Floyd. He deserved to live, deserves to still be with us. Because I really think if he was white, that same cop would not have kneed the back of his head or neck. So it is a race problem. And there's so many different psychological and behavioral and systemic sides to this big problem that has been around since I think the dawn of civilization in Mesopotamia. The pharaohs had different people coming in. The Huns had to prove themselves to the Romans and the Turks and the people from Egypt, you know, didn't get along with the Europeans and skin complexion is overtly observable. You see it the minute you look at somebody. So the whole phrase, oh, I don't see color. That's nonsense. Yes, you do. Unless you're colorblind, you see color. So now the question is, do you accept and do you respect another fellow human being? I think it boils down to listening to other people's stories. People come from many different backgrounds. I came from a very interesting background. I went to different schools. I think I've been to over 10, maybe even 11 different schools in my time because my dad traveled around a lot. So that's my story and it crossed international boundaries. Some people aren't that privileged and they live in one town and grow up all the way through high school and hopefully go to college in that town. Others, less fortunate than the, both scenarios I just gave you, grow up in a shanty town, you know, very impoverished, don't have money for food, much less a decent education or recreational activities. They don't even have money for shoes in some parts of the world. So we're trying to bridge that inequity gap 
and help out as many people as we can. But it takes a lot of effort and a lot of appropriately allocated funds that need to be managed properly to get those people the resources they need. You know, not everybody's a Mother Teresa or a Gandhi. So we need to work together and funnel the funds from the rich to the poor because they have the money. It's there all around us in every country. So how do we get that money into the hands of those who aren't as fortunate? There's many different projects and charitable organizations and nonprofits out there that are working tirelessly to this end. And there's even a college that started up now recently. I saw it on a YouTube advertisement. I think it's called the University of the People, where this man, I forget his name, but he came up with an idea to create an online college curriculum for five programs so far and ask for professors from institutions like uh, Columbia, uh, Stanford, University of Washington, University of Texas at Austin, and several others, and ask for them to volunteer to teach certain courses for free. And that's one solution, because then it opens up an ed educational opportunity and it opens up a door for people without money. And in a society such as the USA, where education beyond 12th grade costs a fortune, that's a good first step. And I'm not too familiar with George Floyd's history. I just know he had somewhat of a difficult life. But <laughs> many people have difficult lives. I just think when people make choices to hang out with their neighbors or choices to help out a fellow employee or decide to babysit or even a simple choice as deciding to go to a neighbor's dinner or if you're on the other end invite that neighbor over invite that neighbor over for dinner these choices and these decisions hinge on that person's perspective of the other and how they view race. I currently live with neighbors who select to exclude me from some, actually a lot of trips and occasions. They are all white, three guys, but I've experienced a diverse, eclectic camaraderie among many different racial groups. So. I really don't care, but it did strike me as odd because they choose not to include. So I think as a society, I am looking introspectively at this and I'm trying to see how we can fix this from the bottom up because it is deep. It is filtered within so many sectors of society and so many veins of the U.S. infrastructure and the global infrastructure. It's not just the USA. People all around the world are looking at the USA right now because of this uh, civil injustice. 
but it occurs everywhere. Um, it could occur more in the US than at other locations in the world, but it occurs everywhere. And uh, racial discrimination is a real thing and grass is always greener. So someone like me is certainly not gonna cry about it because I've had a very fortunate life, even though, yeah, I have been confronted with some of it, but you grow tough and you learn to just shrug it off and move on. <clears throat> but at the level of African-Americanism, it's serious because I think it hits them or hits African-Americans the hardest. Yeah, there's xenophobia, there's uh, homophobia. If you're different, forget skin color. If you're different, people are going to separate you from the majority because you're different. And it's kind of a cowardice move, if I were to be honest, because it's saying that the majority of people in the world only want to include those that are socially acceptable and are safe and therefore make them feel like they're going to be okay. It's like insurance. You look at people who hang out at parties and when they exclude you because you're different, they predetermine the overall acceptance rate of the group that they're hanging out with as a group that rejects that minority. Because when you reject somebody, you go into the group and you want to hang out with them because they are the majority. <laughs> that majority could be skin color. That majority could be an affinity for dance or it could be a science club, but you know what I mean. And then this minority could be a obvious skin color minority or it could be a point of view minority comes in and people are going to question. That's when it's really important for the minority to stand up for themselves, for himself or herself. Because if they don't and they just stay silent, it doesn't solve anything. You need to speak up and you need to make yourself heard. And if you support in any way, shape or form, if you have any sensation in your stomach that you should support that person in that moment in time, you as well need to speak up. Silence doesn't help anything. In the educational system, teachers are always trying to push their students to speak up, participate. If you're silent, you don't make progress. You don't productively engage the society in making a difference. You just sit, listen, which is very important. It's half of the equation, but then you need to speak and speak your mind. So I think what's happening right now is really good. It's important and it's going to determine whether or not in 10 years or 15 or 20 years time, there will be a shift in the way people think. You can't put like a microchip in everyone's brain and have them think a certain way, but you can definitely try and show them what's right, what's respectable, what's humane, and what's just. And those are the basic rules that teachers teach their kids in elementary school. You need to respect other people, you know? You need to 
wait for your turn, respect others, listen, cooperate, have a good attitude, be positive, all those things that get taken for granted. And adults sometimes need to remind themselves of those basic rules of humanity. It's a shame that uh, the cop and uh, law enforcement system in the U.S. is so fractured to where it seems like anybody without a decent education can be a cop. Because I can't imagine a person who would do such a thing came from a decent educated background. So that is number one. You have to try and make education accessible. You have to try and go into every nook and cranny of society and find those children that are susceptible to falling through the cracks. Make sure that no child is indeed not left behind and that will help provide for a good future of a country, any country. This is really any country. I'm opening up this conversation beyond the USA. You know, education is vital everywhere. And those countries that have their educational system figured out see a lower rate of crime and see a greater level of racial tolerance. I would hope, I would hope that's something that could be studied, but that is certainly something I would hope to be true. And then beyond education, we need to find a way to make diversity a priority in the workplace and ensure that people are treated with respect and not it and not belittled or not undermined for their skin color or for their background or religious beliefs, sexual orientation, anything like that. The number one rule of thumb in life for me personally is respect the other person, respect their story, respect their point of view. You don't know where they came from. You cannot relate to their life. So respect them and get to know them. Unless somehow you're over 99% similar in the way you grew up and you've experienced such similarities um, or you experienced such similar things in your lives, you have no business judging them. So listen to the other person. And hopefully it'll get better. I think it's always going to be here because differences will always exist. And I think it's within human nature just to immediately judge someone else for being worse than you and not thinking that someone of different skin color can possibly be as smart or as capable as you. It's just nonsense. It's ridiculous. But I think that is the crux of the problem, you know? But respect their story. Understand that every race has a gift. African Americans have amazing intellectual potential and prowess, and they're smart. White people are smart. Asians are smart. Latinos are smart. Give everybody a chance. And you, I just... I've seen so many successful people of all races, you know? Kanye West rap and Snoop Dogg's rap. 
should be just as valid as Taylor Swift's Are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Are we in the clear? Are we in the clear? It's just two perspectives, two people, two different races. Now, all the examples I just gave are of rich people. A rich person in a tuxedo speaking posh English, whatever race they are, they're going to be looked more favorably than someone who's on the side of the road in tattered clothes and speaking to themselves like a schizophrenic. That's just how we judge people. But we need to stop because it shouldn't come down to financial fortune or money. But it does. Money means so much. It makes the difference between somebody who's black who can pass and succeed in society versus somebody who's black and doesn't have any money. It makes the difference. And it's so sad because it shouldn't. But money is so powerful. And it's desirable because it sets up our lives and allows us to do what we want without too much worry. Financial freedom is very important, but try not to judge and be so dismissive of another person just because their skin color is different. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's their story. It's their life. And you should listen and respect them just like you would respect the person looking back at you from the mirror. That's all for today. I could go on for another hour, but I think I've made the points I want to make. Live courageously. Keep it simple. And uh, this is indeed a problem. So this is not a... This is, <laughs> I can't say this is not a problem like I usually do, but hopefully it will be one day. Thanks for listening and uh, have a great rest of your day, evening, night, or whatever, depending on what time it is that you're listening. Ciao.